0: Teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the senior pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Father, we give a praise, we give you all the glory, and for all the blessings here this morning take the glory. In Jesus name we pray. You may be seated. I want to take my text today beginning from the book of Exodus in chapter 33. I will still be referring to what I just started with. Exodus chapter 33 please I want to clear for indulgence I'm talking to a conference and we are all part of the conference I will read from verse 12 I want you to begin to do what the devil is telling you is not possible before you leave here today because your testimony is full in the name of Jesus somebody just said something He said, Pastor, mine is medical. Mine has the five solution. You just said it. Yeah, exactly. I can't even tell you what it is. You are believing God for conception. And everything seems to have failed. And you're wondering, as long as the Lord liveth in the name of Jesus, this time next year we'll be celebrating you. I just heard it. Exodus in chapter 33. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to read as it were from verse 12. Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you said to me, bring up these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray, If I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight. And please consider this nation is your people. And God said, My presence will go with you. Glory be to God in the highest. My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Moses said, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. Do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your side, except you go with us, so we shall be distinguished. God is about to separate somebody. God is about to establish you intentionally. Intentionally. In the name of Jesus, your people and I from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do these things you have spoken, for you have found grace. Look how somebody say, I know that I know that I know in the name of Jesus that I have found grace with God. But if you are not born again, it will happen today. But if you are born again, say it again I have found grace with God. For you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. 18 Then he said, Please show me your glory. Then he said, I will make all my goodness hallelujah. <laughs> I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim, I will declare the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face, for no man shall see me and live. I stop there. First I want to draw our attention to two statements that Moses made here before I get a little bit into the context. He said in verse 13, show me your way that I may know you. Uh-huh. Uh, show me your way that I may know you. And that I may find grace, I will put it this way, and I may find more grace in your side. And then please consider this nation to be your people. Then in verse 18, he said, Please show me your glory. Glory be to God in the highest. Let me start by saying, God is in the habit of showing things whether it's of his nature or of his character, or concerning you and your situation of how he's dealing with it for you, he will always show you things. And at this point, he was asking questions, and he said, show me. But one thing about the showing me here is that this showing me will help me know I need to see you in a way that I will know you. Now, what led to this? In verse one of chapter 33, then the Lord said to Moses, depart and go up. Help me tell your neighbor, see, there's a, there a position for you in the next level. Say it, say it like you mean it. See, you have a position in the next level. No matter what the devil is tormenting you with today, no matter the lies the devil is telling you, it is because God is about to surprise you. There is another level for you today. And so the devil is mad. You know, at a time I was meditating and I said, Where? Assignments differ. That was in my meditation because I discovered that. You say, why did you say that? Ah, you see, look at David. What an awesome king. Incredible king. Look at his successor, his son. What an incredible king. David left some mark that nobody has equaled and will ever equal. And yet, Solomon left some mark that nobody will ever equal and that she made mistakes. Ah, I know. But it's still on record, even in the secular world today, that the wisest king or the wisest man that ever lived, they'll tell you Solomon. But you see, can you see father and son? And yet the assignments were totally different. David said, I want to build you a house. God said, I, David, I love your heart. You are an incredibly generous man. But you see, yes, you will build, but it will be your son. Why, David? You are a man of war. You have so much blood in your hand. I, don't, I want your son to build it. And when God puts a blessing, not past you, up into your future, it's a covenant. Even God differentiated them by their assignments. So I... It would have been funny for David... To have been saying, God, why am I fighting battles? You are created to fight, David. You are the warrior of Israel. Tell me, how many wars did Solomon fight? But in spite of the fact that he was a warrior king, there came a time. The Bible said, and, and the peace of God surrounded him. There was peace all around. And let me just quickly say this. He he fought until he was appointed and anointed. At least in After that, he fought to get to the throne. After he got to the throne, he fought to silence the enemy. Peace is expensive. And very, very much so. peace has a cost. Because of the opponents of peace, those who hate peace, those who have positioned themselves, who have sold out to fight peace. It took God to sacrifice his son. It took Jesus to lay down his life for peace to exist between you and God and between man and man. Peace is expensive. Peace has a cost. Don't make the mistake and say, peace. And so when you say, no, I'm going to stand, then they begin to judge you. On this occasion, God said to Moses, hey, it's time for the next level. But you see, God used some terms that Moses could discern like that. Moses was not just a go. Moses was a devoted follower of God. So when God said, it's time to go up with these people, not just these people, the people you have brought out, David cut it straight that I have brought out. The ordinary man will not notice that. Why? Because our focus usually is different. 80, 90% 80, 90% of our focus is how do, how do they appear, how do I look, how do they perceive me? How? It's okay, there's nothing wrong with that. The only thing that could be wrong with that is that is detrimental to how God is seeing you or perceiving you. So that informed why David said, you said to me, it's time to go up with these people, great. But you fall short of telling me where we go with me. Now, where have you been, Moses? Why are you talking this way? You've walked with God right from the time that of the Exodus when he brought them out from there. Come on, Moses. Why are you talking this way? Because I've had my struggles. I've come to understand him and I know how he operates. So when the people revolted against him, I was mad. I broke even the tablet. God was angry. And since then, there's been stagnation. But you see, it was the same God that came to say, how long are you gonna stand there? Come on, go up! Wow! You know what that tells me? His message is on you every morning. His faithfulness is ever enduring. Even in His anger, even in his, He still will follow the plan of His covenant for your life. And that's why He will say, in spite of everything, despite all you are going through, I have a plan. I'm taking you to the expected target. Can I talk to somebody here today? Will not fall short in the name of Jesus. I know the devil is hitting you, batching you left and right at it to tell you how unqualified you are and how lazy you are and how this you are. Hey, it's because he's afraid of you. You are like terror to the devil, and he will not stop at anything to ground you, but you see, God is faithful. God will always take you there. Somebody shout, glory be to God in the highest. And so, look at, they've been grounded. And why? Because ever since they came out, they've been provoking God. Remember the Red Sea, they were saying, didn't we tell you? You said, God, wouldn't they tell you? Adeno graves in Egypt, and God still moved forward. And even before the Red Sea, God, when he was talking to Moses, he had said to Moses, Moses, I'm going to get you to do this for me. You're going to bring them out. Come on, that was a feat that had never been performed since the war began. That you go in then and save a whole nation of slaves in another nation where they were being held captive. It will take God. Can I say to somebody here today, there are many who are bound in certain areas of their lives and there seem to be no way, but God has been working on you. And you are saying, I mean, nobody. That's what qualifies you. He's gonna use you. I'm, I'm not joking, he's going to use you. Moses had every reason. He said, I'm not qualified, I can't. God said, I will go with you. Straight the first time. I think it's in Exodus 3. And he saw God moved in signs and wonders, moved in the miraculous. Amen. Messed up Egypt <laughs> to the extent that they were happy. They begged them to go. Tell me, those who constitute hindrance to your life will be glad to run from you. The Bible says, it's the wicked are flees when no man pursues?" I'm not joking, I mean it. By the time they try and try and try, they will take to their heels. say, so why? Because they won't want you to turn back and look at them. Because if you do, they will disappear. You say, why? There is someone with you. And now they are beginning to realize it. They are beginning to realize that you are more than ordinary. And the amazing thing is that this person has always been with you Anyway. But he takes your cooperation to get him to be who he really is. From who he cannot change. But in your situation and it he takes your cooperation of faith. So he had, no, he had witnessed that. And so for God to come to do that, it was exciting. But he noted the way God stated the next move. It was normal. God will always move up. Come on. The path of the righteous has a shining light it shines ever brighter. Good. And also, God said, it's a land that is flowing with milk and honey. Good. And beside, He said, it's the fulfillment of the covenant which I've made with your forefathers." Good. But God said, the people which you have brought out. And that explains why you have not told me who will go with me. Because all through this journey, I've never heard you speak this way. And the moment he said that, he said, you remember, you've always told me, I have favor with you, covenant. So in that wise, in trying to design what may be going wrong, show me your way. Show me where I'm at fault. Show me where I don't understand. Show me where I'm falling short. I'm eager to learn. Help me, Lord. Say, show me your will. Why? That I may know you. I said there is the next level for somebody here today. In the name of Jesus. And besides, you said it, like you see, and I said, and, and also, God, these people can you hear him stating it out clearly now, spelling it out? And these people are your people. Praise God. Yes, he said, and consider that this nation is your people. Then God answered. <laughs> What did Moses do to get God? He stepped into, on the band of the covenant. He stepped away from everywhere. I said, No, I'm operating only as a covenant child of God right now. I'm a covenant child of God, of the covenant keeping God. You said it. I have favor with you. Yes. What's that favor? Covenant love. What's that favor? Compassion. What's that favor? His mercy that knows no boundary. Immediately God said, My presence. Please help me in English. When I say my presence, that means that I will personally be with you. We we'll go with you and I will give you rest. I may not come back to talk about it. Look, please hear me, hear me, hear me again. God will never send you on an assignment that He will not accompany you. Your Christian journey, God is walking with you. He's not gone to bed. He never sleeps. He's not a man that gets tired. He's never weary. He's never tired. I doze. A lot of times I'm sharing I say, okay, wake up. Ah, it's okay. If road were to be reversed, honestly, there'll be times that you will see me too. Do like this. Come on, let's be true. Let's be truthful to each other. But God never does. So he said that, and God said, I will give you rest. That is, you will accomplish your destiny peacefully in the name of Jesus. Even when you are threatened badly, you will walk through you know what David said? He said, "Though I walk through the valley of the shadow, I will." F-. Why? He was walking, talking in covenant terms. Why? He said, "You are with me." Moses said, "You haven't told me. You will go with me?" In that same sense, said, goodness and mercy will all the day before you start your trouble next year, goodness and all the days of my life, goodness and mercy will follow me. You had better begin to clear tomorrow before the devil thinks of it for you. Use your mouth. Will he try? The answer is not whether he will. He will definitely try. He hates anything God. And you are a covenant child of God. So, what if he tries? You will crush him. There are certain things that you must know ahead of time. All the days of my life. Yeah, and I will be in the presence of the Lord. That is, he will forever be with me. This is Stephen Old Testament concept. Can I be frank with you again as I always try to do by the grace of God? God will not let me sweet, sweet talk you, never. So when they ask me, are you a teacher or a preacher? I don't know, but I talk the word of God. And I hear him, I speak and he will produce results. Name of Jesus. <laughs> I've seen God where, I've seen him where if you see, you'll shake. One day that somebody was being interviewed, a man that everybody would think is a deep occultist. I think so too, but only God knows. People, please be careful how you judge people. They were interviewing him. They said, "You are talking Christianity." He said, "Yes." He said, "Is it true?" He said, "It is true." You know what the man said? He said, "There is this path in the bush when you are walking the, to the farm or to the forest." He said, "The path that is, is such that two people cannot pass each other. One we have to step away into the bush for the other to pass." He said, "I met Jesus in a place where I, one of us, we had to move." So, what was he saying? He said, I met him in a place where I had no choice. I bowed. He said, I am a Christian. At that point, the interviewer, even the interviewer was afraid he stopped. He changed topic. Ordinarily, if you ask me, I'll say that guy is an occultist. Our uh, Christian journey is such that we've come to a place that is either he bows or we bow. But God, we never bow, not to any, any creature. We have chosen to bow and just pick us up. And now you can't see us without him. It's a union of lives. So that explained why he was asking the question. And after God answered that question, he went on. I mean, This guy was just, that was his. You know, those who play card, those he is it Aces they call them? Those are his, his jokers and Aces. Ah The next time when the Buddha said, I will give you rest. Then he said, if your presence does not go with us, then leave us here. In other words, <laughs> hey. I see God here now. Huh. If there's a place there, but it doesn't have God, I don't want. I am not living. The wilderness with God is better, hello, than the promised land without God. Don't let them deceive you. They are promising you heaven and earth, based on which altar? The altar of God or the altar of the devil? What are you looking for in life? They are promising you fame and wealth. And many that God carried the young themselves off. Seeing the lie of the, in the garden of Eden, he promised them... <laughs> what they already were, and their blindness didn't let them see because they got distracted. Said so you'll be like God. God has already made you in his image after his likeness. What's wrong with you? In his image after his likeness has put you in dominion. Nothing on earth is superior to you. What are you looking for? You are the God of this world. Then one tiny creature came and told you that you'll become like God, and you do now bow to that. You lost it. God for shit. <laughs> let me say it again. We are satisfied with Jesus. In fountain, we are satisfied with Jesus. He's blessing us. Look at your brethren. Look at their different positions and heights in life. And yet, where is taking you? Only heaven knows. For how will they know? So the Lord said to Moses, okay, I will go in their midst. The same God that said, If I go in their midst, I will wipe them out. He said, I will go. Why? Moses was walking within the band of the covenant. At that point, Moses said, Show me your glory. Moses knows that if God says, Be sure, I'm sending you there, it will culminate in his glory. Moses knew that. And when you are now saying the people you brought, I say, huh? Show me your way. That's why in 1 Corinthians, we find, let me just quickly quote it. There's a lot of lies out there that sometimes I fear. People don't know how to define Christianity anymore. I'm not joking, no. I'm telling you, be careful. Be very careful. Follow the Bible pattern. In your Christian life, in your ministry, how much do you want to run after? Other than God. Those who had the best ministries years back, they don't have it today. Except those who have it in the spirit. They still have it. They have God. I can give examples. The light of the world may not be shining on them, but they are blazing the light of glory. The wealth that you don't use to worship God. What are you Show me your glory. Ah, see. You will have thought that God will say, <laughs> I, I think you I are thinking too highly of yourself. No, it's covenant issue. How much of God do you want? It's up to you. It's up to you. God, show me your glory. He said, come. I will make all. Yeah. Is somebody hearing me? Your generation will turn around this world. In the name of Jesus, by now you now begin to understand. The moment you begin to look at one woman or look at one man, you are becoming the foundation for another set of people. So life does not revolve and end with you, only you anymore. And what you begin to do from that time will affect many generations to come. That's when you began to realize that your life that you value so much is just a seed in the kingdom. Hear this. I will make all my goodness pass before you. I said, let me just tell them what goodness is because I was learning for myself. I said, show me your glory. Say, you will make all your goodness. Hey, how does goodness and glory relate? Hear what he says in the book of Strong's. He says, a masculine now meaning property. I will make all my property, all my goods, all my goodness, all my fairness, all my beauty. He said the root concept of this now is that of desirability for enjoyment. He's given us all things to enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, don't define your joy outside God. It's a trap for the devil. How many women do you want to sleep with? How many men do you want to sleep with? If that's a joy. He brings more woes. Can't you see the folly of pursuing the world? It is used to, to identify the personal property of an individual. God said, Oh my goodness! Moses! The plentiful harvest of the land. Items of superior quality and desirability, inward joy, the manifest goodness of the Lord. Notably, the psalmist employs the word to describe the state of spiritual blessing. It entails spiritual, emotional, physical limit. Everything God has made available for our enjoyment. He said, "I will; they'll be at your disposal." That was the way God answered. I will show you my glory. He now said, and I will proclaim my name before you. In chapter 6, verse 3 of Exodus, he said, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they knew me as the Almighty, the El Shaddai, the many-breasted one. They only knew me in meeting their needs. They never knew me as the covenant God that I'm locked up with you. We are inseparable. Everything me will be found in you. Moses, you want to see my glory? I will invoke my name before you. I feel the fire. True, I do. Can you see? You know what the Bible says? It says, "Now, brethren." 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I'll just read verse 22. I'll read quickly. I won't be able to talk so much about it. I have to close. But I've thoroughly enjoyed the match. Help me appreciate these youths again. When a conference meets you and takes you higher, that's God. Whoever thinks that revival is not in the land, it has started in the lives of these youths. I'm telling you. I'm not just talking about youth. Check all over the world now. See that? Ah, okay. All right. First Corinthians 1, 22. Let me start from 26. See, for you see your calling. I'm talking to you now. Brethren, there are not many wise according to the flesh. Not many mighty. Not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of this world to put to shame the wise and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty and the base things of the world and the things which are despised God has chosen and the things which are not he has chosen to bring to nothing the things that are I continue verse 29 why that no flesh may glory in his presence he said look God you said, "I brought them." No, sir. The glory is yours. They are yours. Show me your way. When God said, "Joshua, take over," He said, "Ha!" The shoes that Moses wore. You know what God said? He said, "As I was, I was with Moses. To whom I said I am,' I will be with you." That's the secret. There are no flesh glory in His presence. But of him, listen, you are in Christ. Christ Jesus. And he has become for you wisdom. Hallelujah. He has become for you righteousness. He has become for you sanctification. He has become for you redemption. Why? That it is written. He who glories, let him glory. How? Show me your glory. I see the glory of God on every parish I see the glory of God on every home I see the glory of God on every individual here I see the glory of God in every life here in the name of Jesus I won't go into the story where that Paul said, Paul after all the revelation, say you know what God did for me he gave me a messenger of Satan Eh? said to buffet me I dealt with it several times in prayers. Paul, he said, this thing didn't go. I said, God, why? He said, my grace is sufficient. Whoa. God said, we are in the covenant walk. Don't worry yourself. My grace is sufficient for you. My favor will never leave you. In other words, you are walking through this. You are climbing to another level. He said, Don't you know that if your weakness is defined in a situation and you are in hot pursuit of me, he prepares ground for the best of my power? Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Don't you know? I want this power to be made available. The year that King uh, that King Uzziah died, I, Prophet Isaiah, I saw the Lord. Wait, wait, wait. So, what have you been seeing all these years? You've been a prophet. Things have happened under your prophetic. You've prophesied, you've heard God, you've done this, and we've seen it happen. So what are you saying? Said the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. What did you see? He was high and lifted up, bigger than King Uzziah, bigger than any king that Africa could ever be. His glory filled the temple, oh, I saw his glory. And the king were crying, holy, holy, holy. Moses said, Show me your glory. If that's all a is calling your attention to, is good enough. But don't forget that the journey to the glory begins with the consciousness of his presence. The consciousness of his presence. He never and will never send you alone. I say it does not matter how terrible your situation is today. You are coming on top in the name of Jesus. I have more to say, but I have to stop. Can I have that song? Take the stage, Lord, and have your way, I'm I'm just just a a a vessel, and nothing more, and when you're you're done, done, please please take the glory, I'm I'm sad. sad. take the state the state of my life and have your, way. have your way in my marriage, in my home, in my I'm finances, in my health I'm just a vessel in my ministry and nothing more and when you're done please take your glory. Come on. Can you imagine Jesus being the king over the throne of your heart? Don't you know that everywhere you appear, they will see the king in you reigning. He says, you are kings on earth. It's based on covenant. And when you are done, I want you to commit it to God now. Let nothing hold you back. Man will not understand some aspects of your life. don't you ever be ashamed of your weaknesses of your fears cast it before him bring it in the same place where are men we are pinching themselves and look at him in that same place they will bow he says I hold the keys I hold the key. When I open, no man can shut. Jesus said it. When I shut, no man can No, No, no man, no devil holds the key. Jesus holds the key. You are joint air with him. You are seated with him in the heavenly places. Come on. he says I know you I know your work I know your strength I know your weaknesses come on bring it all to me I'm not the one that identifies with your strength and denies you your weakness, no it's a covenant we have and I've set before you an open door open doors I say open doors in every branch and every parish. In every life under the sound of my voice. In the name of Jesus. Open doors which no man can shut. I will go with you. My presence will go with you give you rest.